Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Anyway, speaking of foreign travel, time to have a look at stories from other parts of the world. Jonathan de Burke Butler joins us once again. Jonathan, good afternoon. Sean, how are you getting on? Uh, right, uh, Australia we're going to go to first. A very strange case uh, about uh, this sperm donor. Yeah, this is a sperm donor in Australia who has fathered over 60 children using false names. Now, there are a lot of strands to this particular story. First of all, how he was caught is really bizarre. He was caught because parents at an LGBTQ plus community gathering figured out that some of their children looked a little bit too similar to each other for their likings. Now, how all of those children managed to come into this particular gathering and be spotted by these parents is, I don't know how that... Yeah, was, <laughs> that, that in itself, in terms of a coincidence. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah, absolutely bizarre. They, the, the only thing about it is that, that we know, we don't know his name or who he is or where exactly he's from, but we know that he wasn't Caucasian. So that okay. might have been one way in which they said, hey, your kid looks a little bit, you know, like mine, and they're obviously quite different, yeah. you know. Um, anyway, these parents decided to take the problem as they saw it further and they began to investigate right and so they started ringing around various different IVF clinics in Australia now there's only 90 accredited IVF clinics in Australia by the way so not too big of a job to be honest with you and as it became apparent that this guy was going around to some clinics and uh, donating his sperm okay uh, the police got involved as well right so it turns out as I said that this sperm donor has fathered over 60 children and uh, he used at least four aliases, okay? He also went online and offered his services to people in exchange for goods or money or holidays and various different things like that, which in Australia is not allowed, right? Yeah. You are a donor, basically. So you can charge for expenses and parking and travel and that kind of thing, but you don't actually get money for your sperm. Many people think you do, but you don't. Right. Uh, and so it's actually illegal to do it and you can be sentenced to up to 15 years in prison uh, for doing so. Um, so he might be in a little bit of trouble. Right. If, if he had, though, just gone under his own name, would that have been ele- uh, illegal? Well, this is the thing, because I, I, there's been a bit of a problem around this in Australia because it's not centralised. They don't have a central database and every state and territory has their own rules. And okay. depending on what state and territory you're in, you can, uh, your your sperm, okay, or your sperm can basically be given to between five and ten family, families. So conceivably he could have done all of this legally. Yes, the problem yeah. for him is he didn't. Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, do they know who he is? Have they, uh, is it this kind of, they're trying to track him down? So the, we do know who he is, but they're not telling us. I'm right, sure what okay. they'll say is to protect, to protect, protect the children. Yes. Uh, and so that, and that's absolutely fair enough. But they, we do know who he is, um, but we don't know what's going to happen to him now. It's very early on in this particular story. And so they're not uh, releasing many details. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's probably a bit unclear what laws he may or may not have broken, well, actually. Well, there was one woman who is a very well-known um, 
doctor down there. She looks after uh, fertility, Dr. Anne Clark. I actually emailed her to find out more about this story, but she didn't get back to me. But anyway, she was contacted by a news organisation down there and she admitted that he had used her clinic once. uh, And then she went on to basically say that we know he got gifts, holidays, which is all a complete criminal offence. So that's what he's going to get in trouble for. Mm, It's It's not for the donations themselves, shall we say. It's for taking money uh, or whatever it might have yeah. been in return. You also have to wonder, what might some of these parents then say that perhaps the, 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 the clinics themselves mm. failed in their duty of care? And, you know, do that, you have identification? Yeah, that, that uh, is a question around that, which, which again goes back to this central argument about that central database in Australia. Because actually, there's, there was a few articles that I read around this and they're saying that it's becoming a problem where they're talking about incest now. Uh, because you're going to have these super donors, as they're calling them, going from state to state, offering their sperm and then, you know, brother meets sister, they don't know each other, and then you've got a problem. Uh, And there is a bit of a thing, apparently, it's not just in Australia, but apparently on the dark web that um, you can source sperm on the dark web Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So why you would, I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, uh, Cambodia, we're going to go to uh, next, where uh, the opposition leader has... Uh, is facing a lengthy prison sentence. Yeah, this is um, Kem Soka. I think he's a 69-year-old leader of Cambodian National Rescue Party, who we've mentioned on the show a good few times before, uh, because back in 2018, they were actually outlawed, and 138, I think, of the representatives were arrested. Now, they were arrested really under the authority of the Prime Minister, a man by the name of Hun Sen, who you'll know well because he's been in power since 1985. Mm. Okay, He's one of the longest serving rulers uh, uh, in the world. Um, Kem Soka had been first arrested on charges of treason in 2017 for, quote, involving foreigners in secret plans against the Kingdom of Cambodia. Now, specifically... What they were charging him with was his involvement in protests that took place in 2014, a year after elections that Hun Sen had won by, you know, the usual 98% or whatever it might have been. Whether he was involved or not in, you know, treason is um, highly questionable. And most foreign observers would say that these charges were politically motivated to say the least. Nonetheless, he's been sentenced to 27 years of house arrest uh, on Friday and he, or or he was last Friday and uh, he's going to be banned now from politics for life or at least until Hun Sen disappears. Yeah. Uh, How old is Hun Sen? I'd say he must be in his 80s now. Right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll see about that. It's kind of you know, shades of other countries, actually. The, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, right, Taiwan, we're going to go to next. And, uh, oh, God, the <laughs> but, uh, flights delayed because of drones. Yes. Who knew that kind of thing could happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get on the drone bandwagon. This one just jumped up on me. Um, and also to say that it's not just Ireland it happens in. Yes. And, of course, uh, you know, Taiwan has a lot of skin in the game in terms of drones because of the threat from mm, China, obviously. Yeah. But So I was quite surprised to see this, uh, even though I was looking for stories about drones. But anyway, <laughs> um, about 1,700 passengers on 14 flights at the Taiwan International Airport were delayed on Saturday afternoon for 23 minutes after drones were uh, detected by aviation police. Now, it was only 23 minutes, so not too bad at all. But it's not the first time that it had happened. It had happened on the 18th of August in 2022. Similar length of time, I think it was half an hour and about 1,200 people were affected. And as I said, I, I think it jumped out at me because of the threat in Taiwan uh, of China that they don't have, you know, the 
correct equipment to get rid yes, of dr- yeah. drones here. Yeah. And I did have a look and they do have it in another airport, which is Taipei International Airport. And they had reported detecting 129 cases of drone activity near their premises over the past two years. They fined 27 people as a result. And the fines are between... 9,000 and 46,000 euros Ouch. depending on the uh, on, on what you've done with that particular drone. So they are getting this new detection equipment into this airport as well. Uh, it should be there by late 2023 or 2024. Right, okay. And this is just to detect their drones or this is, you know, what they're talking about for Dublin Airport that it's actually somehow deters them? Yeah, I think, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, yeah. Sean. I, I have to be honest with you. But either way, people are getting caught and fined uh, and they are effective in what they're doing in that it, flights are going ahead at Taipei International Airport. Yeah. Right, Kenya we're going to go to next and uh, the the row over uh, rights for LGBT plus people is continuing. Yeah, this was a disappointing story to be honest with you because I, and I was kind of surprised uh, because it was Kenya. Um, last Friday the Supreme Court ruled uh, in a decision against Kenya's NGO board, right? So the Kenyan NGO board declined to register a group called the National Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission, Right. Uh, or any other group with the word gay with the word gay and lesbian in it, right? They just said, no, we're not going to do it. So that organization took a constitutional case to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court found in their favor. They said basically that uh, they had a right to um, rights to association, freedom from discrimination under the mm. Constitution. And so that name should be put into the NGO register, right? Not everybody was happy about it. And in fact, an awful lot of people in the political class were very unhappy about it, including the president and the opposition leader. These are people who do not like each other. Uh, Rael Odinga is that opposition leader and William Ruto, as you know, is the president. Both of them basically came out and said that this was a path to gay marriage and over their dead bodies would this ever happen. Now, there's absolutely no connection between the ruling that the the Supreme Court has given and, you know, gay marriage in Kenya. Um, But I think it's interesting that these two politicians, you know, the the, the government on one side and the opposition on the other have come out against this Supreme Court ruling and it shows that that appeals to their political base, to their voter base. That there's no sort of consensus around this. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I assume no politicians standing up uh, in Kenya saying... There might be, but I haven't seen any. Uh, There's there's none that's been reported. Now, on on the day of the judgment, there was one legislator who filed an official notice seeking to amend the law to give life imprisonment for what they call acts against nature. That old British law that's in so many countries around the world. It's still in Kenya, right? So, like, so-called acts against nature, you can go to prison for 14 years. Now, it's not so it's illegal, often. but it's so it's, it's illegal. illegal. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's it's part of the penal code there. Right. It's illegal, not very not used very often. But you could see it being used now that you know you've got this kind of campaign, shall we say, yeah. against this uh, Supreme Court ruling. Right, uh, the United States. We're going to go to uh, next. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, to, uh, so, what uh, what's the situation with cheese in the U.S. There? So this is specific to the uh, cheese Gruyere, okay, which mm. comes from Switzerland and parts of France, right? It's a kind of holy cheese. And um, very well known. And I think in the European Union back in 2015, it was given its specific de- demarcation or wh- yeah. whatever you call it. So it's protected status. But it's not protected in the United States of America, okay? And uh, there are companies in the US that make cheese 
that they call Gruyere, but clearly isn't Gruyere. It might taste like it, might look like it, and it is made in many ways, in in many of the same ways, but it's not it because it's not from that region. Mm. So two organisations from Switzerland and France came together and took a case against the US Patent and Trademark Office in 2015 to say, look, you shouldn't be calling that American cheese Gruyere because it's not it. And the case went to a court in 2021 in Virginia, which said that the US Patent and Trademark Office were perfectly within their rights to call whatever they wanted Gruyere, even if it is made in the United States. The campaigners went on appeal and that appeal has been upheld. And it was interesting because the ruling came back and it basically said that the French and Swiss groups cannot overcome what the record makes clear. Cheese consumers in the United States understand Gruyere to refer to a type of cheese which renders the term generic. And that's how they get around it. That's a, uh, But that's a very interesting legal precedent then because you could have some bloke in Cleveland who makes sparkling wine, calls it champagne... Same thing applies there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, we might see a few more of those court cases then uh, in the future if that happens. So is that the end of it uh, from a legal point of view? Well, I suppose they can't go anywhere else. Uh, they, they, well, it's a Virginia Court of Appeal, so I don't know if they can go... Can they, they go up the ladder? They, they, I, presumably they can go to this, all as far as the Supreme Court. Well, I that's probably what they'll do because yeah. they've got the money to do it. They've had a very bad week, actually, in this industry. 12,000 wheels of the cheese were destroyed at a warehouse in Freiburg last week, apparently. My word. But the smell must have been lovely uh, if you were standing uh, uh, close enough or far enough uh, away from it. Uh, right, uh, the uh, France we're going to go to next and, and a warning from the police about narco-tourists. Narco-tourists, narco-tourism. I, I think it's more the phenomenon rather than the people, to be honest with okay. you, because what's happened here is that they think around 2,000 tonnes of cocaine are washing up on the beaches of Normandy. Um, and uh, they could have done with that probably during the D-Day landings. But anyway, uh, two, 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 two tonnes of the stuff and they're warning people not to go looking for it. Uh, yes. Which is what people are doing, obviously, right? So they're putting, <laughs> they're going there in the middle of the night with torches on their head and they're going looking for these packets and, and trying to pick them up. Now, they're being warned on sort of two levels. First of all, it's a crime. If you pick up one of these bags and then you walk away with it, you could end up 15 years in prison, okay, Mm. for trafficking. The second one is because this stuff is coming in and it hasn't been cut yet to the the strength that it would be sold at street level, uh, it is really too strong to consume. So it's like about 80 to 90% pure. So it's going to blow your head off and mm. it's going to kill you effectively. And this has happened uh, a couple of years ago when a similar incident happened. A man, I think it was in 2019, consumed some of this stuff that he picked up off a beach and um, and uh, died. Right. OK. And uh, is there any particular reason why th- these bales of coke are washing up on beaches in, in Normandy? They're not 100% sure yet whether this was... Um, whether these were packages that were thrown over because these traffickers thought they were going to be caught, they were obviously arriving on a boat, or whether some sort of a boat got into difficulty uh, and capsized. So they're not not a hundred percent sure yet, or they're not telling us. Yeah, and, and the amounts of cocaine coming into France are they increasing? They have increased uh, by in the last ten years. There's been a fivefold increase of 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 the amount of cocaine coming into France and in, into Northern Europe in general. Mm-hmm. So demand is there, uh, and but, but would France be the main hub for it then? Dave? I don't. I think, I, I think uh, there's a few ports. I think in Amsterdam, uh, or sorry, in around yeah. in around the, the Netherlands, and then I think Le Havre in France is a big port for it as well. 
Um, it, it, it has a bit of a journey that it goes on. I think it comes from the West Indies and French Guiana there in South America, and then it comes over to, I'm going to say, Equatorial Guinea in Africa, and from there it gets transported. I might be wrong on the country in Africa, yeah. but it's, okay. it's around there, Gabon, Equatorial Guinea, and then it makes its way up to Europe from there. Still, impressive knowledge of, uh, of the illegal tr- uh, drug <laughs> trade routes there, Jonathan. Well done. What should we look out for over the next week or so? Uh, so Wednesday, uh, the Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is arriving in India for a four-day visit. Uh, International Women's Day then on Wednesday, obviously, and then it will be a hug fest in Paris on Friday. Friday as Rishi Sunak meets Emmanuel Macron and that will be very touchy-feely I'd say. Oh will it? Do you think so? Well I'd yeah, say indeed. so yeah I'd say yeah. they'll be um, I'd say they'll be uh, trying to you know get the friendship going again. Yes indeed. Uh, uh, Caroline says why would you saw sperm on the dark web when you can get it for nothing in the local nightclub? Uh, that's true but you might get something else besides that uh, Caroline I suppose that's the point uh, of getting it online. Jonathan thanks a <laughs> million sure. for coming into us today Jonathan DeBurka Butler there. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.